when the world's greatest athlete, Michael Jordan, teams up with the world's best-loved cartoon character, Bugs Bunny, you won't believe your eyes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the very, very, very first episode of Hoops Cinema. This is a project that Tim Daniel and I have been talking about for, I think, over a year now. Yeah, it's like we were supposed to start doing this last year. Last because it was gonna be our first like season show. We're gonna upload. We're gonna everything up up at once on one day. Yeah. And then we never got a chance to sit down and just do all the movies we wanted to do. And here we are. We're finally doing it. We finally found some time to sit down. On your birthday, nonetheless. Happy freaking birthday. Thanks, man. Turn, I don't, you're turning the dirty 30. Nothing makes me happier than doing a podcast about Space Jam on my 30th birthday. Of course it doesn't. That's like the best gift. I, I'm, I'm glad that I could make that a, a, a reality for you. So, but anyways, uh, this is going to be a show that we are going to do uh, periodically. Um, where we uh, kind of sift through and and do deep dives into basketball movies. Yes, you know uh, ho- hoops in cinema. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of movies out there. I was telling people about this, and we got questions of movies they wanted us to do. Sure. And one of the ones that was suggested was Airbud, and I said, "Never talk to me ever again." Oh well, it, at some point we're going to do Airbud, Tim. We're going to have to. Do we to. have to? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm sorry. We'll have to do a deep dive in it. These are these are not movies, Tim. These are not all movies we're gonna like. <laughs> okay, this isn't this isn't about liking the movies. This is about hoops in cinema, hoops cinema. So so you know, and today we're gonna talk about a movie that I particularly don't really like. <laughs> you love. You yes. have way way fonder memories than I do, and yes. I think I've I've probably watched this movie maybe four times. Like in your life. In my life. Oh, my God. Sean. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I listen to the soundtrack quite often, but yes. I did not ever really just sit down and partake. And the, there were just so many good kid sports movies when I was growing up. The Sandlot, I thought, was a great film. It still is. Still, still is. holds up. I think The Mighty Ducks is better than Space Jam. Oh, my God. I mean, there's so many. There's so Okay, many... I'll give you D1. D2 is not better. I'm not saying D- D2. I'm saying D1. There's a lot of movies I just think are better than Space Jam that I really, really enjoyed growing up. You know, you go to the video. These, the, I mean, we're talking about a time when you went to a video store mm-hmm. and you got one of those big clamshell tapes yes. from Warner Brothers or Disney. You know, oh, and, for sure. And, and, your, and your parents, they'd buy them for you. The plastic you. VHS case. The plastic yes. V- the clamshell case. So, so today we're talking about Space Jam. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 1996. It is the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked either because the whole thing is just a marketing scheme. The whole movie. Oh, dude, it's literally a way to sell sneakers. Or Happy Meals. Yes. Or Barbie dolls. Should we tell our story about like our first memories of this movie? Yeah, so that was going to be the first thing I asked you. Yeah. So so in, in 1996, November 11th, I think it was November November 11th or maybe it was November 10th. Let's see here. I, now I feel I feel dumb that I don't I don't know when it came out. I don't think would have been, would they have released a movie on Veterans Day at that time? Uh, you know I I don't. I'm, November fifteenth. So it was November fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. Okay. So where were you in nineteen ninety six when Space Jam came out? Okay, so I remember really well actually. Uh, we live in the Cincinnati area, so in Erlanger, Kentucky. 
was the Erlanger Cinemas, which was like my favorite movie cinema. The of Showcase all time. Cinemas. I saw my I saw my first movies there. Yeah, and so I remember my mom taking me, my sister, and my cousin to go see it. Okay. And we had entered this like little raffle where they were going to weigh prizes for Space Jam for kids. Okay. And I was so jealous. Yeah. Because my I did not win. My cousin got a Space Jam hat. Wow. My sister got like a Space Jam like I think it was like a T-shirt, and I got a rock in Charlie Brown terms. So what did what, what did you get? Nothing. You literally got, did not. You, you I did not get got, You literally got nothing. So someone got a T-shirt. Someone got a hat. Two people in my immediate family got pulled, but not me. That's kind of disappointing. I know. Because you were probably more excited to see this film than probably they were. Yeah, because 96, 95, 95 and 96 were like the years I really fell in love with basketball. Yeah, everyone. So, Same. My favorite season in NBA history. It's never going to be better than 95, 96 for me. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, so like 95 was the emergence of Penny Hardaway. Yeah. And then 96 was the emergence of like was the reemergence of Michael Jordan. Correct. Well, 95, 96. Yeah. yeah so the yeah. 96 Bulls is like I'd say 94, 95 for Penny. Yeah. The year they made it to the the, the season they made it to the finals. Yeah. Exactly. So like the 96 Bulls is like my one of my five favorite teams of all time. Of course. You and I obviously as Chicago Bulls fans have had that conversation quite a bit. So I remember so well seeing this in theaters. And I remember so well when it came out on VHS. Going to, I think it was Media Play. Yeah. yeah, it was Media Play. I bought it at Media Play, and I bought the soundtrack on okay. CD the same day. Okay. The soundtrack, if I remember, actually had like the Warner Brothers Orange on it, like on the CD itself. Okay. So like I, I had it, I had it on cassette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't a CD person yet in 1996. I was I was still I was riding I rode the the cassette wave until 1999 when I first got my CD. I was I was late on the CD game. Yeah. I'm an old timer, man. So like I was also really in love with the Looney Tunes. Like it was okay. my it was my thing growing up when I was a kid. And we'll and we'll get to that too. The the Looney Tunes, the the reemergence of the Looney Tunes in the 90s were was a big thing. Yeah, it was. Um, so how old were you when it came out? So 96 in November, I was seven years old. You were seven years old, so you so were like looking be 23 this year. So you were looking at like first or second grade at that point, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was in the seventh grade in uh, November of 1996. We were fresh coming off that that NBA Finals win in June uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I distinctively remember sitting in, I believe, history class. Uh, or social studies, um, and a kid turning around who was on the basketball team. His name was Andy Shipley. And he turned around and asked me if I was going to see Space Jam this week. And I said, no, I'm not, because I thought the whole idea of this film seemed, even like to me at that point, it seemed just kind of whatever to me. Like I was more interested in Michael Jordan, the basketball player, than Michael Jordan, the, the movie star. So, cause even, even I, I know it sounds weird and it's like, Oh, you, you weren't really like that. No, I really was. So I, I, I wasn't hyped about it. Now, when it came out on VHS in 1996, I did rent it and I did watch it. Um, probably, probably a couple times before you know, we took it back to the store. So, um, and that was it really. I never really revisited it or anything until recently when we, we, talked about doing this about a year ago and I watched it. And then today when I watched it a little bit more. So, um, but this is a movie, this is, it's a, it's got a very interesting, you know, history about it. Yes. Because, um, you know, back in the, the early nineties, there were, um, there were a lot of t-shirts with the Looney Tunes yeah. that were starting to circulate with the Looney Tunes in hip hop gear. Yes. And everybody had them. I had probably three of those shirts. I shockingly did not. I, I 
it was very popular. So I think I had one that was in turquoise and one of my buddies had one and he had a similar one, but it was in a different color. So that was really kind of a changing point with Looney Tunes. They hadn't really done anything in a long time. Um, they were still riding the wave of their old cartoons, some VHS tapes that came out in the late 80s. And those shirts came out, got really popular. And then there was a Michael Jordan Bugs Bunny commercial. So do you want me to kind of touch on this real quick? Yeah. So this Jordan brand relationship started with the Jordan 7s. Okay. Which were obviously the infamous shoes he wore for the 92 Dream Team. They had a pair called the Hair 7s. Yes. Yes, and they were very popular. Well, actually, the Marvin Martian, there was the Sixes or the Marvin the Martian, uh, but I think those were released at a later date. But the Hair 7s were a very popular sneaker. Still the most sought-after colorway of the Jordan 7 shoe, um, a shoe I don't own that I would love to own. And then the Jordan 8s, which is like one of all the straps. Like there's so many straps in yeah. that shoe. Yeah, Um They had the Bugs Bunny 8s, and yeah. that's a colorway that's also really popular. So this was like kind of the culmination of that. And um, was was like really huge. Yeah. So they did this commercial. Mm-hmm. They released some shoes, and um, I, like you said, it was called the O'Hare. Yeah, the hair. The hair. The hair. I'm sorry. As in rabbit. And as in rabbit. Yeah. So those came out, and um, the um, commercial for um, that particular uh, that particular um, advertisement was done by Joe Pitka, who. Mm-hmm eventually went on to direct Space Jam. This is a guy who had directed like maybe one other movie prior to Space Jam, but directed like something stupid like 5,000 commercials. So he was just, he's considered to be like one of the greatest commercial directors ever. And they gave him a Ivan Rettman produced film to, to make. And um, so you know, Looney Tunes, you know, people at Warner Brothers thought, let's get Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was coming off of probably the most exciting season he ever had, coming mm-hmm. back to the NBA. Wins MVP. Wins MVP. They win 72 games. Um, and then that summer decides he's going to shoot this movie. Now, I I don't remember hearing about him shooting this movie. I don't either. Until because there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, we weren't, we didn't have the internet really then. I mean, they did, but it really wasn't. It was just for Al Gore. It was just, it was just for Al Gore. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of talk back thing about movie news. So when we saw the first previews of it, it was like, oh, wow, this is, there's a, a movie with Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes. Let's talk about this movie a little bit. So this is a movie that involves Michael Jordan, the basketball player, and it's it's coming off some real life events. His it starts off in the beginning. He's with his dad. They're they're sitting out in the back, uh, the back of the driveway. Out in like yeah. it, look, it doesn't look like a driveway. It's like a dirt patch that he's he's shooting hoops on in the back, uh, North Carolina, I guess, in the background. Um, and his dad comes out and he's like, you know, why, what are you doing out here? And he's like, Oh, I'm just, you know, shooting. And he's like, couldn't well, sleep. couldn't sleep. Yeah. You know, so, so he comes out, he shoots hoops with him for a minute. He's like, Oh, you're getting really good. And then Michael Jordan starts shooting the ball and saying, you know, Oh, I want to play. I want to play for North Carolina. I want to win a championship. And then I <laughs> want to play in the NBA. Basically everything, but I'm going to punch Steve Kerr. Exactly. That was not in the, the foreseen. Uh, yeah foreseeable that your gambling debts are going to get me suspended from the NBA. I mean, retiring. (laughs) So, so he's about to go in and he's like, dad, 
one more shot, and then he goes in, and then it just fades into him currently. That is Carl Winslow from Family Matters, right? No, it is not. It looks just like him. It's, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, God, Tim. <laughs> no, it's not It's not Reginald Vell Johnson. Well, that's a shame. He, he only plays cops and other things that aren't Family Matters. Ghostbusters, Die Hard. I think Fast and the Furious. Is he in Fast and the Furious? I think he is. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, wherever you're at, Reginald Vell Johnson, we're sorry that you were mistaken. So, for some other black man. (laughs) Tim thinks you resemble. So, um, it shows kind of a a montage of him playing in the NBA, just dunking on everybody, just having a hell of a career. And then it cuts to his retirement uh, speech saying that he wants to go play baseball. He's going to go play for the Birmingham Barons. And while he's saying all of this, Trouble is brewing. Yes. So, by the way, going back to, again, this was, he literally did everything, but I think they, yeah, because they tried to do a shot for shot with the original press conference, which they is did. honestly they did. really cool. Yeah. And I, I like the suit colors the same. And... Always appreciated that about that. Yeah. yeah. So the press conference is, is pretty, pretty realistic. And even Michael Jordan's able to, to act like it, you know, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's which I'm sure was hard for him because you know it's like him doing like, "Hey, my dad died, so I'm doing this press conference." Exactly. So it's like you have to act that out. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't get too deep into that, right? So, but yes. So then troubles are brewing. Where troubles are brewing uh, out in an intergalactic amusement park park (laughs) called Moron Mountain, where Danny DeVito. uh, When you put it that way, it sounds dumb. That's kind of where I'm getting at with this whole thing. I just, I just wanted to go ahead. I'm just gonna, the, my, my whole goal by the end of this is for you to say, yeah, it wasn't that great, but you're not going to. No, I know, I know it's a bad movie, okay, Sean, but okay. I love it. Okay, I know you do. I know you do. So, uh, Danny DeVito plays Mr. Swackhammer, the main antagonist of this film. He owns this amusement park. Uh, I guess the aliens in this amusement park are no longer amused. They're getting bored. They need more attractions. So he decides he is going to hijack the Looney Tunes characters and kidnap them into Looney Tunes slavery and make them perform, which sounds really, really weird when I say it back. (laughs) So, so you're doing um, a really good job of selling this film. I am. I am. I mean, I wonder if this is how they pitched it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen, you know, the Lucas brothers are the stand-up comedians. Yes, yes. The, the twins? Yes. Have you seen their bit on Space Jam? I have not. So I'm not I'm not gonna rip them off, but it's literally like how you're putting it now. It's it's what reminded me. So they do this bit where like, how did Michael Jordan get Charles Barkley to be in this movie? And so they put they act out like, Hey man, so you know, I'm doing this movie and you know, you're gonna be with this team with like Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bugs, not the foreshadow the episode. And Sean Bradley, like, Oh, that's great, man. Who's gonna be on your team? Daffy Duck. And like, is that some nickname for Scotty Pippen? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you're saying this. I, I've, I've heard this bit on Laugh USA on Sirius. I've actually heard this exact same this exact same bit. So, yeah, check that out. Um, shout out to Lucas Brothers. Shout out. Yeah. And it's 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 dead on. So um, basically these these cronies um, that are played by um, some other voice actors um, go to kidnap the Looney Tunes, Bugs, who always in in the past has been able to outdo any of his adversaries, mm-hmm. always within like five minutes. Yes, like they are always the stupid ones. He's always the smart, the smart rabbit. So he does not 
get rid of them this easily, and they do kidnap him and yeah. all of the Looney Tunes. So they end up having to kidnap Michael Jordan. Well, they 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 first. Yeah, you're skipping a little I, ahead. I, I'm skipping a little ahead. They they Bugs is able to convince them that they need to play a basketball game yes. to decide their fate, which is really weird. Yes. Out of all the things that <laughs> Bugs Bunny would do, that's yeah. what he decided. So, uh, Gotta sell sneakers. Yeah, so fast forward. So let's talk. So so Michael Jordan's playing baseball for the Barons. Yes. And now go ahead. Now you were going to talk about <laughs> the catcher for the op- opposing team while Michael Jordan's at bat. It's literally like throwing the game. He's Pete Rosing it. He's Pete Rosing it. Yeah. yeah. He's telling him he's like, it's like, don't swing. Yeah. Catcher gives no fucks. Yes. Yes. So, you know, and then like, you're like watching it and he's like, you know, curveball, don't swing. Michael, of course, swings because he's a competitive freak of nature. Yeah. And one other thing that really stands out when he goes to the lo- to the dugout after his strikeout is all the guys that are talking to him about a swing. None of them look like athletes. No. None of them you could sell as like, because even baseball players are still in shape. Yeah, I agree with you. That's another, like, that's an, there's, there's another criticism right there. We got plenty to come, but that's, yeah. that's one of them. And then they bring in Wayne Newton, who, as we know. Not Wayne Newton. Oh, whatever. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight, yeah. <laughs> All over the place today. I mean, if Wayne Newton was there as his assistant, <laughs> would he get underwear thrown at him? Or? Probably. Okay. That would yeah. that would make the plot even weirder. Yeah. So okay. Wayne Knight, who we know very much as New is Newman. New- Newman from that's where I was going. Yeah, and uh, and of course, um, uh, Jurassic Park. Yep. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird array of like. What a weird IMDb Wayne, page. Wayne Knight is a '90s icon. Yes. He's a '90s icon. I've always really appreciated his uh, his brand of acting, and you know, he always plays some kind of weaselly, slimy character, and he does it well. So mm-hmm. um, he is he is Stan. Yes, a man who is I. I'm assuming I'm assuming he is employed by the Birmingham Barons. Yes. Okay. Or the White Sox, who are own, who own the own Barons. Barons. Sure, sure, whatever. Yeah. So, um, and Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf is not in this movie. No. Okay, he's not the owner. No. But he tells Wayne Knight. Nor to, is Michael. Neither, yes. So he tells Wayne Knight to do whatever you can to make Michael feel comfortable. So, like, he's just really getting coddled while he's playing baseball to yeah. a point where Michael's a little bit upset. Yes. Um, so, flash forward, he goes golfing. Michael Jordan. Casually. Oh, no, we skipped the neighborhood part. Oh, oh, we did skip yeah, the Yeah, we skipped the major part So, here. here's, here's one of the most – the biggest nitpicky thing that we talked about before the show. <laughs> Michael Jordan's house in this movie. It's, like, not in a gated neighborhood. It's a nice house. It is, yes. It's a nice house, but that is not a Michael Jordan house. No, we've all seen the pictures of Michael Jordan's houses when he sells his mansion. I mean, but he but he hasn't sold his mansion. It's still for sale. <laughs> it's $16.5 million. Do you know what the tax is on that every year? God, it's $100,000 a year in taxes. Yeah, so he lives in a non-gated area where people are just driving down the street. Oh, yeah, there's kids on the bike just driving by. And yeah. he, comes, he comes into the neighborhood in a convertible with Wayne Knight. Yeah. And, like, nobody's – the kids on the bike, I'm deliberately looking at these three kids on the bike, and they're not even turning around. They're like, yeah, it's Michael. He's our yeah. neighbor. Right. You know, like, as if, like, if Michael Jordan walked into this podcast studio right now, we'd be like – Yeah. Our jaws would be on the floor, like a Looney Tunes scene. Yeah. Yeah. So so he goes into this house. Their house is just really nothing to write home about <laughs> at all. He's got a sweet trophy room in the movie that's featured. Yeah. But later on, we'll Later on. That. But it's not, it's not really Michael Jordan's tra- – his trophy room. But the one thing that really set me off was his little like sunroom that he was sitting in <laughs> to watch TV with his children. Where Jim Rome is like ripping him apart. Where Jim Rome is ripping him apart. 
and uh, it just doesn't add up. We're talking about the most recognizable athlete ever mm-hmm. in the history, most successful athlete ever, and they're really trying to sell Michael Jordan as an every man sort of, yes, kind of like the straight man in this movie. Which is just weird to me. Yeah. It's just weird because he's, he's like an off-the-charts talent and you're trying to just sell him as this. Yeah, it's Michael. Which we talk about too, which we mentioned too, is like later, like a couple scenes later, where we're kind of like a little bit of skipping ahead because I know we got to talk about the initial moment where like kind of where the, the plot thickens. But they put him in this hotel room, like the minor league, and I understand minor league baseball teams yeah. are low budget, but it's this Michael Jordan we're talking about. He can buy his own hotel room. Where it's just like got this cord corded phone. He's walking around the whole room. I understand it's the nineties. Yeah, he's got this one bed where he's like got a weird product placement McDonald's. Just like hanging out there. Sure, like, sure. Man, how'd that end up exactly there where the bag's showing sure, the camera? Sure. And he's got this small ass TV that I don't even think has a remote control. Yeah, he probably had to get up to actually turn the channel on. Yeah, turn the TV on. Period. So, um, really making Michael comfortable there. Really, Stan. Make, yeah. So. <laughs> It's all Stan's fault. He should have been fired immediately. Yeah. He's really he's really the downfall of this movie. So, um, next cut to next scene. They are golfing. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Are we doing the next Michael Jordan scene? Because the next scene is when you've seen this way more times okay. than I have, and I yeah. literally just watched this. So the next scene is of course where they go and get. So when we talked about that scene with the hotel room before that is when. The basketball game challenge is set out, and the aliens go and take the talents of NBA players. Yes, that's the other thing. So we're getting that, too. So, so, And they picked some really strange players for this movie for them to take the talents of. So these, so there's a scene that's taking place, I believe, in Madison Square Garden, yes. and it is the Knicks and the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. are playing. So a lot of old NBA faces you see in this scene. Charles Barkley, Danny Ainge playing point guard. Charles Oakley, Charles Patrick Ewing. Oakley, Patrick Ewing. Um, and there's a couple that is um, the woman from Everybody Loves Raymond. The woman from Patricia Heaton from Everybody Loves Raymond in the middle. That's why and, you're here, Sean. And, you know all the names. Yeah, and uh, Dan um, Casta, Casta, what? Homer Simpson. Yeah. So the guy, the guy's Homer Simpson. I'm, I'm sorry, I always butcher his last name. Alex is gonna listen to this and be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Because <laughs> he's like literally like one of the biggest Simpsons fans I've ever met. Yes. But anyways, um, so they they make some kind of weird you know cameo as this couple. And they're sitting next to literally five aliens in a trench coat, and they jump out to steal the powers of Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing in this game. Later on, they get their hands on Mr. Muggsy Bogues, Sean Bradley, and Larry Johnson. Yeah. Weird group of guys. Yeah. You know, like I always think, like, because people are like, you know, Muggsy was like a '90s icon, sure. Yeah. Larry Johnson was Grandma Ma, and like he sure. was a great player. Why are they stealing Muggsy Bogues and Sean Bradley's right, powers? Right, exactly. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yes. These guys were these guys were never all stars. Yeah, Barkley was like three years removed from his MVP season. Yeah, but he was still. Sir but he Charles. was awesome. He was yeah. still Sir Charles. Ewing so. was still incredible. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's like were these the only people we could get? Yeah, it was like Shaq shooting Kazam at that time, and that's why they couldn't get him. I. That's I. It had to have been. I think Shaq was too big for Space Jam at the time. 
<laughs> he really was. I mean, I really do think like there was just he was doing his own separate thing where he was making money. So yeah. so and and Blue Chips much better film by the which way, which we will do, which one hundred percent we will do in the future because it's one of my favorite basketball movies. Same. I just uh, watched. I just read the SI story about the origins of Blue Chips because it's the twentieth anniversary. Ooh, we'll have to go. We'll have to do some. Deep no, not twentieth anniversary. I think it's twenty fifth anniversary. Twenty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. This was ninety three when it came out. Yep. Because yeah. that's how Penny yeah. and Shaq went to play ball together. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. So. All right, so we're getting back to Space Jam here. <laughs> we're veering off. Uh, powers are taken. Let's fast forward. Golf scene. Golf scene. We finally made it to the the so-called golf scene. Michael, Larry Bird. Bill Murray. Bill Murray and Wayne Knight. How 90s can you get in a golf game? You can't get any more 90s. Bill Murray, amazing. 80s and 90s, really. Bill Murray makes this movie. Yes. He's, he's, such, he's just so good in everything he's in, and I love that like Bill Murray brand of humor from the mid-90s. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Like, I love that kind of Bill Murray stuff. I, I'd love to see him do a movie like that again. Same. Kingpin, you know, yes. that kind of stuff. So, um, Michael Jordan surprisingly gets a hole in one. Yeah. The ball is drawn into the hole. He by goes a magnet. By a magnet. They go, which is weird because how would a magnet pull a golf ball? <laughs> is it like a special, like, golf ball magnet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, weird that in product placement, we don't have like a Jordan brand golf ball. It's Michael fucking Jordan we're talking about here. Were, were those actually a thing? In I'm 90? more than sure they were. Sean. You're more than sure. I'm more than sure. You're sure that he at least golf with his own uh, his dude, own logo on his ball. If anyone would, yeah, it would be him. Okay, yeah. sure, sure. I'll I'll take it. We don't know if it's fact, but okay. So he gets uh, while while going to retrieve his ball from his hole in one, gets pulled into um, Looney Tune Land, I should say, or mm-hmm. Toon Land. This is a, a place that only Roger Rabbit has really come back from. You know, <laughs> Bob Hoskins. You know, I this yeah. is this is this is this is a very who framed Lloyd. Ro- yeah, this is definitely a who framed Roger Rabbit type movie where you're mixing the animation, all the and, studios, and the yeah, so. So, um, and there's some shade thrown throughout the movie at Disney. Oh, dude, yes. There's some shade thrown at one point. They, I think Daffy suggests that they should name the team the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny replies. What kind of Mickey Mouse thing? <laughs> what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name the name, name a team the Ducks? So, um, but Solid. anyways, so they pull Michael Jordan down. The, the, Lo- the, the Looney Tunes do. And they convince him that they need him to play basketball. But, of course, he does not have his gear. Yeah, so... Kind of going through the whole thing, he's like, what the hell's going on? Bugs Bunny's here. You're not real. You're a cartoon. He's not really that shocked, though, right. when he gets His there. His acting is just amazing. <laughs> oh, he, oh, yeah. He's he's just he's just baffled. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's about as, as baffled as he is at looking at the salary cap. Oh. Oh. So, <laughs> like, I just I was looking at this. So, so they did the whole thing where everyone comes out like, oh, my God, Michael Jordan's here. Yeah. And they start doing the checks to make sure he's a real person. Sure. They look in his ear. Why would Michael Jordan have a paper clip in his ear? I was thinking the same thing in a lot of earwax, like a bunch of earwax and a paper clip. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, what the what the, what are they doing here? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Maybe that's just his ear what it looks like, you know, in 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 <laughs> Warner Brothers Toonland. Must be. So yes, then they have the whole thing where they're like, "We need your help." You know, these guys, this is what happened. Sure, these Martians sure. became they took talents from NBA. Well, he doesn't know yet they took talents from NBA players, but they were small, they got big. And of course, he does a whole like I'm a baseball player. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm a baseball player now. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
I'm eight years from I'm eight months removed from <laughs> from the sport that I was the greatest at. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I have my game anymore. I don't know if I have my game. Oh, let, let. so they end up traveling. Bugs and Daffy travel to his house, his beautiful Chicago abode, to retrieve his basketball gear, including his North Carolina shorts. Yes. Yeah, so in that time frame is when they cut back and like all the players are going through their like Charles Barkley's like on that pickup court and he can't play. He gets kicked off of a all women's they're doing basketball a, street ball game. They're, they're doing like, a therapy session. U8, yeah. And Wayne Wayne Knight as Stan, who is trying to dig to find Michael Jordan. Yes. Is when that's so that's he's like He's trying to dig. He's Sean, looking into the hole to try to find him and Bill Murray and Larry Bird are like, dude, I can't blame him for getting away. Yeah. Which is God, a really funny like, God, yeah, they're like I don't know about that Stan guy, <laughs> you know, which is hilarious because, you know, immediately after he gets sucked down, they, you know, he was trying to take a picture of him. Wayne, and, and then Bill Murray's like, get that camera away from me. What kind of camera is that? Which is probably the funniest part of the entire yes. movie, literally. Definitely seems like an homage to Ghostbusters. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very funny. Um, but uh, so they go, they retrieve his thing. They have to uh, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, have to retrieve his shorts and the rest of his basketball gear. They pull his uh, his pair of Jordans off of like a stand. That well, there's like on a one shoe stand. here and one shoe, one shoe up there. there. Yeah. So do they, you remember that was the loading screen in the video game? Was it? no. So I I barely remember the video game at all. Yeah. I remember Looney Tunes basketball, which was like a awesome, which was an awesome game. It was like Space Jam with Looney Tunes characters, but um, I don't really remember the Space Jam game that much. Okay. Um. So one of the loading screens was that scene. Was we had that, to get around the dog and and you had to do that. Okay. Okay. So, um. They get the stuff. He comes, and then he's like, oh, let me see if I still got it. Sure. Yeah, that was also in that scene. They another play. another sneaker fact. Sure. So when he is like – this is, of course, after the whole, like, I don't play basketball anymore scene yeah. where they put, make him a basketball. Yeah. Sure. Um, so when he's doing the practice, see if I still got it thing, he wears the Air Jordan 9s in that scene. Okay. Never once in an NBA game did Michael Jordan wear the Air Jordan Nines. It was just a Space Jam exclusive. So the shoe was released. It was the year he was retired. So it was the year he was playing baseball. Yeah. So there were people that wore the Nines during that year. But not him. Yeah. I think Pippen wore them for a little bit. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Okay. So uh, they warm up. They get ready for this game. We're, we're still in the practice scene, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean they, 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 they do the practice. Yeah. But that's that's pretty. This is this is kind of where I'm Which, getting at here. Like nothing really happens. This movie is like this movie is 89 minutes long with credits. Okay, this isn't even a very long movie. So yes, so they like they Michael Jordan does this whole thing and Stan shows up. Stan shows up. That was the other thing I was gonna talk about. So how the hell did Stan get there? So I guess he's when he saw Daffy and Bugs walking, he followed them. But how? I don't know. Did he shrink himself? Maybe I, it was weird. He just walks yeah, into the no gym. No one explains. No one explains it's how like, Wayne Knight gets back. It's like Dark Knight Rises, where all of a sudden Batman knows where Catwoman is when it comes back. Yeah, from it his comes, back broken. yeah he's, he's like he's like been gone for like what seemed what should have been years and decades, but just walks back into Gotham and right right oh there's Selena. Hey, how are you? <laughs> How's the city? Bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's fix this. <laughs> so yes, with no explanation of the next. Then of course stands like I want to play. No. We're just letting everyone play on the damn Toon everybody's Squad. Got, everybody's I think you and I got offered a 10-day contract for the Toon Squad. Probably. Yeah. At 6 and 12 years old. Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> they finally have this game. 
the whole final scene is the game. How, how long do you think this, this final scene is? Probably 30 minutes? Yes. So the basketball scene itself is like like a third of the freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it goes back and forth for a while. Yes. And and the Looney Tunes eventually – I'm just going to fast forward this. They, they win this game. Yes. But there's also an ex- a very important plot, part of the plot that you're that Bill you're Murray. About. So no, before that even. Sure. Okay. So halftime, Stan follows the Monstars and hides in a locker, which you know I don't think the NBA would consider that to be a big deal. No, that, that wouldn't be tampering. Not <laughs> <No>. in Toonville. <laughs> no. Not in Warner Brothers Toontown. So, um, he hides into in the into the locker and finds out that Schwartzkammer comes and talks to the players, which is like a very Mark Cuban thing to do. Yeah. And. Starts yelling at them for you guys took all these NBA players' talents and you guys aren't even can't even beat these guys. They and- took Sean Bradley and Muggsy <laughs> Bogues' talents and he's mad. Yes. Did he even look up anything? No, they didn't have basketball reference feel, in Sean. I feel like Sean Bradley was the most dunked on player ever. <laughs> they didn't. They weren't buying copies of Sporting News on Moron Mountain. Of course they weren't. So this wasn't Back to the Future too. <laughs> yeah. So then it leads to the game gets close and the owner Schwartzkammer again is Mark Cuban, I guess. And he's like, Mark Cuban must have been influenced by this. It starts talking to the ref and they make the put, they make the deal where Michael Jordan apparently is so confident that they're going to come back and win this game in Michael Jordan fashion that he like was like, I'll desert my family and be your main attraction at your theme park in another galaxy. (laughs) Once again, sitting there and pitching this movie just doesn't sound very good. I just want us to know when they like did the like the, the the script reading. Yeah. What point was he like? Cool. Yeah, this makes sense. None <laughs> of it makes sense. Yeah. The whole movie is just to sell shit. The whole <laughs> movie is just to sell shit. There's like a honest trailer as that YouTube channel they do on a spaceship. Like, yeah. look, millennials. I know you guys are nostalgic and all, but this movie sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's not. A, it's not a great movie. But. So then, yes, they come back. They have the win. The infamous scene where Michael Jordan's arm stretches across the, the Bill court. Murray has a pivotal scene, makes a really good pass. Yeah. So Bill Murray says he doesn't play defense. And then he retires from the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. So so movie ends. Players get their their powers back. Yeah. And Michael Jordan makes his grand return to the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. All those NBA players in that movie that were cast had only six championships. Nice fun fact there. You're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Well, Danny Ainge was in it, so I mean, he he won a few. Yeah, he wasn't really cast. He wasn't though. really cast. Yeah. You know what? One of my favorite scenes of the movie is like Oakley. Is, Oakley was never cast, but he's in the film. He's in the film. Him yeah. and Barkley are on a on a film together where they don't fist fight. That's it. Seems unlikely, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It happened though. One of my the funniest '90s like weird '90s moments of the movie I noticed is when after the players' powers get taken. The Lakers are afraid to go out and play a basketball game. And the Lakers, it's Cedric Sabalos, Vladi Divac, and Del Harris is the coach. Was Eldon Campbell on that team? Eldon, Eldon Campbell. That was yeah. the other one. And they are they are terrified of going out on the floor because they are going to have their powers taken away. They think it's some sort of virus. And Vladi is just pure gold in this scene. Yes. Like, he just steals the entire movie <laughs> with the 30-second <laughs> scene he is in. Like he's just incredible. Like I was, I, I really wish there would have been more movies with Vladi Divac in it. Right. So I mean, he could have he could have done more. I mean, there was there was a plethora of basketball movies that came out from like ninety three to like ninety eight. Yes. You know, Eddie, 
the sixth man above the rim above the rim so good above the rim with um uh, kevin bacon correct tupac no that's i'm thinking of um the air was it the air up there mm. air up there yes that's the other one 90 i think that was like a 93 movie yeah above the rim i believe was tupac and yes. i think marlon wayans yes and who also was in the sixth man <laughs> yes yeah, he was which, the main character in six yes he was that's a great movie yes um travis ford former university of kentucky point guard also in the sixth man really yeah he's, I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to revisit that one later because yes. i i haven't, I haven't wa- seen him in like 20 years it's, it's been literally since the year it came out since i saw it and i remember liking it a lot um so with that being said this movie made an astronomical amount of money correct it is the highest uh it, it made more money it, in terms of basketball movies. It made two hundred thirty million dollars worldwide just from that. However, however, it made even more money from products. Yes, yeah, so which was the whole point of this this Warner Brothers marketing machine. So you mentioned earlier you remember the um, the, the commercial for the shoes with Bugs Bunny, and Michael Jordan. I just remember the, all the toys from this movie. Oh my god, they were everywhere, man. I had the Michael there was a Michael Jordan 3 pack where he had a Toon Squad basketball jersey, baseball jersey and he was golfing. I had that. Yes. Um I had the talking doll where you would press the back and he would just say quotes in the movie. He was in his Toon Squad. Oh, you actually form. had Where's that at now? I don't know because That's... I look it up on eBay from time to time and I'm like, God, I wish I still had How that. much does that bad boy go for now? $90. Oh my gosh. It was average. Probably, it was probably at Big Lots at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I think if we went to Big Lots now, we might find it. <laughs> they just have old random toys. Dude, I went to Kroger one like recently and I found a Walkman CD player. Whoa. Discman. Yeah. Discman. Yes. 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 But yeah, so the toys were like a huge thing. Do you remember Champion made Toon Squad jerseys? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. The cha- champion, yeah. Even the, and that was the time we 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 talk about this a lot. We reminisce about going to the mall and going into J.C. Penney and them just having a wall of of champion basketball jerseys. So many, and they had so many. Like, and they even like. I remember when they had the 50th anniversary of the NBA that year. Yeah, they, I mean, you could go get a Larry Bird jersey. I remember seeing a Petrovich jersey at one point. So I mean, it's. Reggie Lewis. I mean, there were just tons of jerseys they were making at that time. But Space Jam was huge, and they made them for all the players. Mm-hmm. Taz was an exclamation point. Was his number? And Taz. They had Taz. They had Michael Jordan. And I've, I'm not mistaken. I'm almost 98% positive there was a Bill Murray jersey. I haven't seen the champion version of the Bill Murray jersey from that time. I've seen, like, the bootleg website jerseys where you can get a Bill Murray made. Okay. Maybe yeah. that's what I've seen. We have a friend of ours that had one of those that he wore to a basketball game with me one time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, guess how much money this this movie generated in products? So, it was 233 grossed on ticket sales. Correct. So, I'd say on product probably about another 150 billion million? 6 billion dollars. 6 billion dollars. 6 billion dollars. My god. Yeah. I mean with all I mean you think about this, Happy Meals. They had Happy Meals. They had they the did. they had basketball jerseys. Um, you know, there was, there was dolls, there were posters, there were probably school supplies. Like you said, there were hats, you know, I mean, it was, I definitely remember having a space jam binder. Yeah. So, I mean, it was all over the place. I mean, it was, it was, it was the whole movie was just a huge marketing scheme for, for one of For sure. And you know, the one thing I've always kind of liked about it, I will say that I liked about space jam at the time during that era, Michael Jordan did not go and make another sequel. No. I mean, he could have made another one, and people would have still went to it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, but 
they left it alone. Now we're coming up on a time when they are making a sequel or a reboot. We're not really sure what it is yet. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's a sequel. Honestly, I'm kind of confident in it. Okay. So, and that's one of the things I want to touch on, but I do want to talk about a few things with the film. Like we talked about just the pop culture remains. Um, obviously, you know, sneakers products, like you said, but the soundtrack of this film is just unbelievably no, awesome. That's, that's the one thing I wanted to, I wanted to totally talk about is the soundtrack. Cause this is definitely one of those cases where the soundtrack is much better than the actual film. So everything in the soundtrack is perfect for that time frame. Oh my God. So Coolio has You're a Winner, which is the second song. The opening of the Seals cover of Fly Like an Eagle from Steve Miller Band. Yep. And like that was a huge song. They had a, they had a music video. Oh yeah. Like it was huge. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's probably one of Seals' like top five most recognized songs. Yeah. It's not even his. I know. Yeah. And then they had later on that they of course had the they had Monica right when Monica was about to blow up. Yep. Um, obviously they had R. Kelly's "I Believe I Can Fly," which is, you know, still like something people like really love. Yeah. They don't really love R. Kelly anymore. No. No. But um, we'll move. We we, we we won't go down that road. Yes. But my favorite thing on that it was like one of the first big hip hop collaboration songs was the theme song for the Monstars, the Hit 'Em High song. Yeah. So it was. Method Man, it was Red Man, it was LL Cool J, it was Coolio, like literally, like all the big names at the time. The ten, like f- probably ten of the biggest hip hop stars were on that soundtrack. Yeah. Jay Z's on that soundtrack with yes, R. Kelly, is. like yes, he is. So and this everything about it. So like you were so nice to me enough to give me a copy of it on vinyl that we found one day at a record store in Rhinetown. I, I didn't give it to you. I just didn't buy it and handed it to you. We'll, yes, we'll just we'll just we'll reiterate that. But yeah, yes. So and. It's like the only the only legal way you can hear the Monstar theme anymore. That's like actual version, is through vinyl. Through vinyl, yeah, because it's not on it's not on Spotify or, any or iTunes services. or anything. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. So and then of course Quad City DJs. Quad had City the theme. DJs. Yeah. It was who, fresh off Come on Ride the Train. Yes. R- I mean, fresh off of it. Yeah. I mean, they went they went straight from from that one to Space Jam, and it was also a huge hit. Huge. And of course, Basketball Jones, man. With Chris Rock as Little Penny and, and Barry, Barry White. White. Barry fucking White was on this y- soundtrack. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, this soundtrack sold six million copies. It is six times platinum. Wow. Um, I believe I mean it, it I think it won some other awards, but it was it was one of the it's probably one of the greatest soundtracks of the nineties. Um, I put it in the same category. Like I said, it is definitely a case of a great soundtrack, bad movie. I also put City of Angels with Nicolas Cage, terrible movie, ridiculous soundtrack. <laughs> also, Godzilla 1998 with Matthew Broderick. Oh, my God. Yeah, because that had, soundtrack. Um, had Walk With Me with Puff Daddy Walk, and Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they had that, and they had Heroes with Wallflowers. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, – and, of course, a Brain Stew remix from Green Day mm-hmm. <laughs> with just some Godzilla growls in between. Yeah. Really <laughs> stupid. Yes. But great soundtrack. So it's definitely one of those, those things. The soundtrack, I think, is going to go down is – uh, you know, a bigger deal years down the line, like it has now, than the actual movie has. I mean, when we look back, because we're we're looking back at this movie, you know, a lot of kids are like, "Oh, I grew up on it." Because I think back during our era, we used to go to the 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 video stores, the blockbusters, the video mm-hmm. villages, the movie galleries. We'd pick up, you know, a movie and we'd watch it like a million times when we were kids. Like, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. But I used to do that a lot when I was a kid. I would watch. I would stay home a lot and just watch tapes over and over again. And so a lot of people have fond memories of this movie, but I think like the 30 plus crowd is starting to grow up and look back at this and go, this was kind of a shit movie. Yes, but I'll always love it. You'll always love it. because It was the first time I ever saw like an NBA crossover in a film. Yeah. And plus, like if you think about it, how much that door opened. Now, don't get me wrong. 
a lot of NBA players have made really bad movies. George Maristown was in My Giant. Yes, he was. Let's never forget that. With with Billy Crystal. Yes. Oh, man. How did we even... Why'd you bring that up? Yes. I, like, I totally forgot about Kevin that. Kevin Durant had a movie called Thunderstruck. We'll get to that one later. I haven't watched it I yet. I have not either. I'm kind of... I kind of want to now. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, like, LeBron's actually been in, like, good movies where he's shown, like, impressive acting skills. Trainwreck, he's hilarious. Yes, I mean, he's, he's, so he's the He is the best part about Trainwreck. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, But that opened up the door so much for, like, basketball players to kind of do their own thing. And I think Michael Jordan should really get, like, a lot more credit for that than he does. Because he really did open that door to go to – like, Michael Jordan did SNL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like – Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shaq did a rap album. I know? mean, yeah. I mean, it was getting more and more – I mean, I'm not going to say that Michael Jordan paved the way to make basketball movies or anything. No, though, no I'm not saying I that. Mean, I mean, but... Blue Chips was a few years before that, and I think that's a considerably better movie. Yeah, without a doubt. So, do you want to hear some fun facts? I do. Do you want to? Oh, I'm very excited. You're very excited. So, I'm going to tell you some fun facts about Space Jam. So this is a movie, you know, that you know, it obviously a lot of people went to go see it. However, it was not critically acclaimed. The only real movie critic who gave it a somewhat decent review was Roger Ebert. He gave it three and a half stars. He said it was a happy marriage of good ideas and awarded it the three and a half stars. But Washington Post wrote that Pitka brings the attention span of the average gnat to the project, which lacks both coherence and cohesiveness. <laughs> so what he's saying is, it's not good. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, our uh, our hometown Cincinnati Inquirer also got a, gave it a really, really poor review when it came out. Um, Margaret McGurk of the Cincinnati Requ- Inquirer gave the film two and a half stars, saying, technical spectacle amounts to nothing without a good story. So it didn't really without you know, the thing about Roger Ebert. I've always kind of wondered, like there was a lot of movies that he gave good. There was it's like, did he go into the movie like in a good mood that day? Like, yeah. did he like get like a really good piece of pizza? And then he'd mistaken how good the, the pizza was for how good the movie was. Because <laughs> I just I feel like that sometimes I sit there and like I always feel like yeah, because that was like before Cisco passed when he was on his own. Like, yeah, Cisco passed shortly after that. Yeah. Yeah. So they were still alive. They were still doing the show at the movies. So but Gene Siskel probably I mean, obviously at the movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He was. Yeah. So do I. Um, But, uh, you know, he was he was always like the voice of reason. Like, I feel like Roger Ebert every once in a while. Like, I liked it. Roger Ebert was basically John Madden. Basically. Like, oh, man, you know, when he runs that, Brett Favre does that thing and it's so pretty. And it's like, John, he like scrambled for five yards. Oh, man, football. So, however, you know. The, the Lion King this last week has gotten really mixed reviews, yeah. but it made a buttload of money. So sure. this is, it's going to be, you know, you're going to ride the gravy train if you're, if you're Warner Brothers and they did. I assume this movie was number one for a little while in the box office. Yes. Okay. Yes. I believe it was. I believe it was. Let me just double check that. I'm, 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 I'm kind of surprised. Um, let's see here. Um, actually, I can't really find that information. I'm sure it was the week that it came out. So I'm so. pulling it up. So actually, yeah. We should have these facts, but I do not Rotten have Rotten Tomatoes, who yes. I trust with like my life, sure. gave Space Jam a 43. Rotten. Metacritic gave it a 59%. Okay. IMDP is a 6.4 out of 10. That's too high. Okay, so Space Jam did open at number one um, when it came out. I don't know what it was the second week, but it did open at number one. So let's move on. Next fun fact. This is one of the few movies in 1996 
that had a website. And guess what? It's still up. It's still <laughs> up. I even checked it today. <laughs> Spacejam.com is one of the few websites that still exists from 1996. And it is an operational 1996-esque website. It's amazing. Everyone always, when they talk about that movie with me, brings that up. Yeah. I have it up as we speak. You have to. And you can still you can still navigate through it. It's, a, it's an incredible thing. So if you have not been to the Space Jam website, check it out. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, it looks like something like a GeoCities Angel Fire website. If <laughs> if any of you old people know what I'm talking about, that's what it looks like. You can download screensavers off of it. It's I mean, it's <laughs> it's incredible. It is just a it is just a time. Can capsule. I send you a Space Jam postcard? Sure, you should be able to. Oh my god, that would be fun. Um, like we said before, this is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. It uh, it went six times platinum, which was huge. Um, so. Just a couple of years ago, in 2015, they did try to launch a, a sequel with LeBron James, mm -hmm. and apparently Michael Jordan was not on board because he had to sign off on this. So that's why it didn't happen. It's happening right now. It's film. They're filming the yeah, second Ryan one this Yeah, Ryan Coogler summer. is involved. Ryan in it. Coogler. He's producing it. He's yeah. not directing it. No, I didn't say direct. He's. I said involved. Yeah, because their their director has left. Yeah, LeBron replaced their director. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So well, that, that's what happened there. So I do want to talk real quick about. Um, you know, the Nike portion of this, like we said, is huge for the history of this movie. So 2016, the 20th anniversary, was, which we did an episode on back in the day when we were the corner three. Yes. Um, 2016, they released the Space Jam shoes again, which the Space Jam 11s, which he wore in the movie, which is, the, of course, the infamous scene, the jump ball, when the guy goes, cool shoes. That's Nike's way of being like, buy those. Exactly. The shoes he wasn't allowed to wear in an NBA playoff game because they did not match the color code, if you remember. I didn't know that. Now that's a fun fact. Yeah. So, twenty years, you know, twenty years after, so 2016, the shoes came back out, and they did another launch of the campaign. You haven't seen anything in pop culture from the Monstars or anything in like a long time, and they launched this awesome campaign where they're like, you know, very Stranger Things ask what Nike's doing now with how they're launching it, where you just hear their voices, and you're like, you know, we're coming back, and there's like black and white screens, and things are being broken, and it's like holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. Who was the Jordan brand athletes, the two athletes that they, that they used to bring this back? Jimmy Butler and Blake Griffin <laughs> were the Jordan brand athletes in the commercials. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so there actually was a commercial where Blake Griffin plays against the Monstars and dunks on them. Huh. That's, that's I, I didn't even see those. Yeah. That's incredible. I remember so well when it came out, like geeking out. I was so excited. You were ready for the new movie then. Yeah, and then they also that was the year the Air Jordan Thirty One. They did a Space Jam color of that. The Thirty One was kind of their way of like paying homage to classic colorways of shoes from the Jordan brand. So the Bread Ones, which is like the infamous Band shoe, the Space Jam Eleven, the Shattered Backboard One, which is the infamous Orange and Black shoe that when he wore in an overseas pickup game, he broke the backboard of a game. Okay. So that was kind of the thing in that. And like Space Jam was one of the ones they chose to kind of bring that back. Huh. And they were releasing like the black Toon Squad jerseys, which looked really cool. The black ones. Yeah, and they were officially Jordan licensed, so they weren't from Ooh. like some Chinese website or. Of course not. Yeah. Because you can get a lot of bootleg Toon Squad jerseys. Oh, I can, yeah. They're, they're, they're okay. a dime a dozen. So, do you want to know some people that turned down the role? Of yes, Stan? I do. So, there's a few actors that were some some bigger wigs at the time that were that were asked to play Stan. Michael J. Fox turned it down. Okay. Chevy Chase, <laughs> which doesn't seem – I think he was – was that right after Vegas Vacation? 
right before Vegas Vacation came out in '97. Okay, I believe. Um, and uh, um, Wayne Knight's uh, Seinfeld castmate Jason Alexander. He, I think he's the only other person that would have made that work. Yeah, like, Chevy Chase would have been too funny. And Michael J. Fox is still just too cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, he was. That was the year. I think. I think that was the year Mars Attacks came out, and he played a, a newscaster in that. And he's fantastic. Great underrated Tim Burton movie. If you haven't watched it. Um, Another fun fact, Warner Brothers actually built a gym. I love the stories of the pickup games from this So set. Yes, so they built a gym specifically for Michael Jordan, who was fresh off a championship, was fully expected to bring the Bulls to another championship the following year, so had to still play. Now, they were working like 12-hour days, but he had to practice during those, and they did actually play games. Uh, Charles Oakley showed up. Grant Hill showed up. Zoe. Zoe. I mean, a lot of big players Stackhouse. showed up. Stackhouse randomly was there. Yeah. So, um, a lot of big names showed up to do um, to do games with Michael Jordan. Um, he also played golf, of course, with uh, Bill Murray while they were doing that. I know they played golf in the scene, but they did actually play a little bit too and bill murray huge chicago fan yeah. huge chicago bulls fan too so um probably a dream come true for him to do that um but uh this is also a movie that introduced the female bugs bunny lola lola so which we didn't really touch on because that was a huge part of the film it is it is a huge part of the film she shows up um she's really good at basketball um she, she's a feminist rabbit mm-hmm. as well she doesn't yeah. t- she's not, Just take, not like the term doll she's not taking this like the cat calls from from bugs bunny um we don't really know where she came from though like where did where did yeah how did she know that like they were like the light their lives were on the line well here's the thing where, where did lola come from is she from a different toontown why did she show up in this gym we don't know that could be a whole mystery movie we just didn't know about it could be a horror movie you know um but one of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite uh, fun facts about this movie is people are still receiving residual Jim checks. Jim Rome. <laughs> Jim Rome, who posted on his Twitter a couple years ago, received $6.38 for his, uh, his appearance in and this. And he has to claim it on his tax returns as a capital gain. Of course he does. Of course he does. $6.38. Um, but uh, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite fun facts about the, the film was uh, Chuck Jones who is considered to be probably the greatest Looney Tunes director of all time. I think he directed over 300 films for Warner Brothers and MGM. Hated this movie. (laughs) He was like in full-on get-off-my-lawn mode by the time this movie came out. And, you know, he wasn't asked to really make any any Looney Tunes movies for years. And he basically left Warner Brothers and went to MGM, had won a... Lifetime Achievement Award from the Academy Awards. So after they filmed this movie, they had a big dinner for um, it was like a dinner party on the back lot, the Warner Brothers back lot where the animation lot is. And um, they invited Chuck. You know, once again, if you ever watch a Looney Tunes cartoon, most of the time it's directed by Chuck Jones. He directed most of the Looney Tunes uh, cartoons from the, the 40s on. And um, he hated the movie. He said it was terrible. But they asked him to give a speech at this dinner. <laughs> and he gets up on – and this is a guy who was very – he was a very classy guy, always got up on stage and said nice things, um, but got up and basically kind of gave sort of an honest opinion about 
where Warner Brothers was going. Was Michael at this? No. Okay. No, just the animators were at this thing. This is just a this is like studio executives for Warner Brothers and animators on the animation back lot, like a like a banquet almost. And he gives it up gives this speech, kind of throws a lot of shade. <laughs> Security <laughs> drags him off stage. That's incredible. His food is still on the table, <laughs> and they dragged him out. He wasn't able to finish his meal, and they basically threw him out. And from what I understand, that was the end of his relationship with Warner Brothers. Good. Completely. So, but he, he one, of the, one of the biggest complaints he had is Porky Pig saying, I almost wet myself. He's like, Porky Pig would have never done that. He's like, he thought that was crude. And he also said, he's like, and these monsters. Bugs Bunny would have dispatched them in six and a half minutes on a short. He's like, there's no reason for a 90 minute movie about it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, it's just, it, it defeats everything that Bugs Bunny has ever done for, you know, 40, 50 years. So that, that was the, that was the, the real, uh, the real problem he had with the, with, with Space Jam. So, but I always thought that one was kind of interesting that they actually literally, had to physically remove him from a stage from giving a speech. Didn't let him finish his dinner. Threw him out. Gangster. Yeah, totally, totally gangster. So, um, but Space Jam. So, Legacy. Obviously, we're getting a sequel. We don't. Re- we think it's a sequel. We heard it was a reboot. Yeah, but he's been advertising a Space Jam too. He's averaging. Yeah, advertising. And I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping we're not ignoring the events of Space Jam One. Uh, yeah. I think that would be silly because everybody knows it. Yeah. If you're if if you're making a Space Jam movie, you know, any kid who's going to go see this probably has seen the original Space Jam still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and I will say this, it is a much better movie than Looney Tunes Back in Action. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. It is that. a much better movie. Is that the Brendan Fraser one? Brendan Fraser and Jenna um Jenna Elfman. Elfman, correct. Yeah, yeah. So much better movie than that. So I'll give them that. So um but they are making this movie. We know Anthony Davis is involved. Yeah, Damian uh, Lillard. Damian Lillard. Clay Thompson, which I don't know. Whoa. My assumption is they're going to have him like waist up on all his shots because he tore oh, his ACL yeah. in the, in the yeah. finals. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's someone else. It'll be interesting to see how they handle him going to LA. Yeah, because one of the questions we actually, the question we got on this was. Who will be the monster? Who will be the guys that the monsters like take their powers from? Like who's who are the villains? And I was like, well, Draymond Green's got to be one of them. Draymond, one hundred percent. I would think if they're gonna do like if if we're copying what they did in the first film, we're talking true NBA villains. Yeah. So I was like, well, Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he's relevant anymore, but sure. But you know, someone's got to be Sean Bradley. Someone's got to be Sean Bradley. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, we got Taco Fall. Yeah, we could we could just if we want to just find a tall guy. That's just easy money. That's printing money at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I, Steph, Steph. Yeah, I figured basically because LeBron's lost six finals, but he's lost the finals to two teams. So like, just take your best Spurs and Warriors lineups. You gotta figure Draymond's gotta be in this movie, dude. Yeah, I mean he's he's, friend, he's friends with LeBron. He's a clutch athlete. He's a clutch athlete, exactly. Yeah, so Dray- Draymond's for sure. At some point, he might end up on the Lakers. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, could, <laughs> it could very well happen. Every- not, so, so are you excited for a sequel to this? movie? Yes, you are excited. Yes, I am very confident in Ryan Coogler being a producer in this film, being on board. Okay, I think um, 
you know, I'm not saying this is going to be like the Citizen Kane of basketball films by any means. Sure. But I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be entertaining. Um, we Like we said earlier, LeBron can act, unlike Michael Jordan. Um, tag that one in the GOAT, in the goat debate. Um, but so, you know, it's all up to can Damian Lillard act? Can Clay Thompson act? Anthony Davis, we know, can act. He's done some really funny commercials. Yes, he has. His Sports Center commercial is one of my favorite of all time. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think any any commercial is ever going to top for me in the last couple of years. Um, Kevin Love with the blow up. <laughs> I forgot about that with one. With the blow up boat and he's like, "How long did it take you to blow that up?" He's like, "About 3 years." <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just deadpans it. Like that's to me that's like that's perfect comedy. The one with LeBron Scott Van Pelt where Scott Van Pelt has his throne. His king throne. And he puts, oh, yeah. And they're in the cubicle. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic promo. He's like, good luck finding your chair, LeBron. <laughs> Which they, when the Cavs won the title and he was on SportsCenter at night, LeBron was, they brought that back. He's like, I assume you finally found your chair. And they were laughing about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I um I think it'll be fine. With Coogler coming off of Black Panther, this and is huge. And Creed. And Creed, exactly. Uh, producing, it's going to be huge. The original Space Jam was produced by one of my favorite people ever, Ivan Redman, who directed Ghostbusters, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, just a lot of great movies. And uh, interestingly enough, um, his daughter, Catherine Redman, is on a show on Netflix that's very, very funny. I highly recommend it called Working Moms. Mm-hmm. And she actually plays uh, Nerd Luck Bupkis. In Space Jam. Oh. So she was, she's probably, she's a couple years older than me. So she had to have been pretty young when she did it, but she was one of the voices for the small, the small aliens in Space Jam. And I was like blown away by that the other day because I've been on like on a big working mom's kick. Huge show in Canada. It's kind of a big show on Netflix. They only have the first season up, but it's absolutely hilarious. So, but, um, are you confident in, in a second, in a reboot, in a sequel? I am. I am. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna make a lot of money. It. I think it also kind of depends on, um, how well the Lakers do this year. Like if the Lakers have like a shit year this year, like and this just doesn't work out, or LeBron gets hurt or something, having like this silly movie afterwards would be, <laughs> would be. I didn't think about that. Yeah, like it's like he's got to win a title this year. Like he has to, because if you if you win a championship. And you have this big movie coming out because we're when when is it coming out? Is it coming out next summer? Next summer, yeah, twenty twenty. Okay. okay, so you know if he comes off of it, he comes off of uh, you know. I mean, and you got to think the promotion during the playoffs is going to be probably absurd, insane, going to be absolutely insane. Like this year's was Men in Black. Yes, and yes. that movie has not done well. Well, I remember a couple years ago when Kobe was retiring and they did the Ghostbusters answer the call promos. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, it was bad. It was bad. We won't talk about it anymore. That movie didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. As you and I being diehard Ghostbusters fans, you more than me. I know, and it's not, and we're not, we're not like being like anti-feminist. Not or one anything. bit. It's, it's just not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I, I, I really love all the women that are in that movie. But, Same. But it's just bad, and I even love the director. Like, I, yeah. Like, I mean, everything, everything about that seems like it should have worked, but it didn't. So, um, but anyways, Space Jam 2 is coming out next year. Um, so if you were going to go ahead and give a rating of a, a, a zero to, to four stars with Space Jam, what would you give it today in 2019? So the realistic person who understands movies and me would probably say one and a half. One and a half. Oh, but a since little, I, I love like it a, so much, since I love it so much and it's such a huge part of my life and like, 
<clears throat> means so much to me. Okay. I will put a solid two. Two? Okay. I was going to say two and a half. So maybe two. So we'll just we'll just we'll go with two or two and a half stars for this film. Yeah, it's a it's a classic. If you have not checked it out, there is a Blu-ray out. If you collect Blu-rays, ironically enough, I have the 20th anniversary edition on Blu-ray, Blu-ray, which has commentary from the Looney Tunes, correct? That and it also has the HBO behind the scenes of. Okay, that's those are some fun features. Yeah, those are great. Um, so it is available there. I don't believe it's on. Um, any major streaming services right no, now at no, the moment. No, not yet. So, um, but that'll probably happen when HBO Max shows up this next year. Yeah. Because uh, they, they're going to have pretty much the whole Warner Brothers catalog on there. So uh, we give it we give it two and a half stars. Space Jam, one of the, probably the most, you know, probably the biggest basketball movie ever, which we had to start the show off with. Not the best. There are many better. Yes, like our next film. Oh, what's going to be our next one? I thought we already agreed to this. Did we already agree to this? I think we did. Go he ahead. got game? He got game. Yeah. He got game. Which also has an NBA star in it. Oh, my God. But. I'm excited to talk that dude, one. Dude, it's literally one of my 10 favorite movies of all it's, time. That, now, that's a movie I watched way more than, than Space Jam. I've watched. I watched it twice recently. Okay. So, yes. It is, it is one of Spike Lee's best movies. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, so the goal, like we said, is we're going to do periodically so he got games the next one i think blue chips is definitely probably good. now we've talked we've referenced it so many we're gonna, times we need we need to put up a we need to put up a thing we'll do a twitter poll we need to do a twitter poll we need to put up a poll and see what you want we'll definitely do he got game next mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll do a deep dive into that um uh, but we definitely want to hear from you guys what you want to see and tim I, I hate to tell you we got to do some shitty ones too i know we got to do air bud we got to do this kevin durant movie you're telling me we have to to have to have to do slam dunk Ernest. i'm fine with that <laughs> you're like you're like i'm down but like do we have to do like like mike i've never watched like mike me neither could be good it could be good tim it could be good is it on netflix because i don't want to pay to rent it we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll 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 obtain a copy of, right. of like mike that but, works for me but thank you guys for listening to the very first episode of hoop cinema i hope you've enjoyed it We're going to continue to do more deep dives and uh, have a great day. Thank you all.